Hello, this is Adal Neme from DataCup, and welcome to Data Framed, a podcast covering all things data and its impact on organizations across the world. According to the new Vantage Partners 2021 Big Data and AI Executive Survey, almost 100% of organizations report investments in AI and data initiatives. Yet, only 24% of respondents claim that their organization is data-driven, with 92% of respondents stating that the lack of data culture is the biggest impediment towards becoming data-driven. This is why I'm excited to have Suraman Thopan Mohanchandralal on today's episode. Suraman is the Chief Regional Data Analytics Officer at Allianz Benelux. During his tenure, he has deployed many leading AI solutions in the insurance space and has been spearheading the data culture transformation program at Allianz Benelux. He holds two masters in computer science and business administration with a specialization in business analytics and intelligence. In this episode, Suleiman and I talk about the importance of building data cultures, best practices organizations can adopt when building out a data transformation program, the multi-pronged nature of data transformation programs and the complexity that arises therein, the connection between data skills and data culture, and more. If you enjoyed this episode with Sudaman, make sure to also check out his recent webinar on DataCamp, where he goes into much greater detail on how he operationalized data culture at Allianz Benelux. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast and show notes, make sure to go to datacamp.com community podcast. Sudaman, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Adel. The feeling is mutual. I'm very excited to have a discussion with you on the importance of building data cultures. But before we start, do you mind giving us a brief background about how you got into the data space? I have been in the data space for quite some time now, currently leading the data and analytics for Allianz business in the region of Belgium, Netherlands and Luxembourg, reporting directly to the regional CEO. How did I land into a data space is sort of a question that I cannot answer simply because I was always in the data space uh, one way or the other. Started with uh, complex event processing for uh, something called an interbank fund transfer processor, moving into pricing environment analytics and release logistics kind of solutioning for IBM, and then continuing to work on data warehousing, and then furthermore, specializing in business analytics. You can see that the complex event processing, the data warehousing, and the whole aspect of analytics itself from pricing analytics, all of this put together and a super specialization after my MBA in business analytics and intelligence clearly set my path towards a leadership role in data and analytics space. So heavily working into data and analytics would start almost from 2012, 13, etc., uh, all the way until now, uh, mm-hmm. where I've been trying to either work uh, in a data office or trying to set up a data office. That's great. Uh, The role of the chief data officer is relatively nascent compared to other leadership roles. Can you discuss how the CDO role has evolved over the past few years and what is the CDO's mandate today? It has evolved to a certain extent that it should be stopped calling us nascent anymore. It definitely was uh, like that when I started to do that role. Uh, but now I think it's getting into a mainstream as well, but not yet there. I would say I agree. It's not yet there. How does it differ? Uh, obviously, uh, the aspect of data becoming an asset, and if at all there is going to be an asset, it is always managed by the business. Uh, data as an asset should also be managed by the business. And the all the asset management principles that which applies is kind of, guardian by the specific CXO. This asset also has to be 
there has to be a guardian and a custodian for this particular set, and that is to be uh, this chief data officer. So businesses, based on the strategy, look at data as either a culture or an enabler or a tool, whatever, however you look at it, it is one of the main components that which is going to drive the business strategy in the future. So from that perspective, this is a role that which will have to share the table with the board, ensuring that the business is going in, a, in, in the direction as required by the strategy. That's awesome. And looking back at the time that you've spent at Allianz so far, can you walk us through some of the achievements the team has made in making Allianz Benelux a much more data-driven organization? Sure. It all started in 2018, I would say. And uh, now we are in 2021. Uh, we have achieved considerable amount of distance. I wouldn't say we have reached the destination yet because such a thing is not there. So we basically today have delivered at least 30 plus data products uh, that which is operationalized on the business side, which is uh, a phenomenal achievement in my opinion. And what we have also achieved is year on year, we have uh, created operational profits over than what has been set as a target. So cumulative uh, operational profits created by data office, they are in a way structurally underestimated, and I'll explain this in a moment. But uh, just taking that part, we have covered the business case. uh, So we now create more a profit situation than trying to cover the investment. So our business case has been achieved. So this is all a great achievement for us, for the business. And indeed, I promised to explain you what is the structural underestimation. The way we calculate the value that which data office creates is an attribution of the revenue that which the business makes. So every time we kickstart an initiative, we have a discussion with the business that what is the value that you will attribute to the data office uh, and it is a more or less a far from scientific. It will get scientific in the future, but it is not a, that scientific. But it is just uh, the attribution of that to the data office. So from that perspective, I still think we are structurally underestimated. But even with this structural underestimation, um, achieving the business case is a fantastic achievement by my team. I'm pretty proud of the team that I have. That's pretty substantial, and it's exciting to see how laser-focused on value these data endeavors have been. Now, one thing I really want to deep dive with you today, which is something that you've been very outspoken about, is the importance of building data cultures. So when looking back at the challenges you faced initially in the state of data culture when you joined Allianz, can you walk us through how important was building data culture for you to extract value out of data science at scale? I think we will never be able to create value out of data if you don't have the data culture. So what do we really mean by this data culture, right? What do we call as a culture? Culture is nothing but an aggregation of an organizational habit. So if an organizational culture is something that which you express nothing but the regular habit routines of the employees of that organization. Data-driven decision-making is, for an example, a routine uh, which has to become a habit And uh, this has to definitely replace some other habits, which is more instinctive driven. Then in that case, you're basically talking about changing the culture. Now, if data-driven decision-making is not there, then you don't really need data. And if you don't make a decision based on data, then there is no value out of any data activities that which you make. So from that perspective, I argue that 
you will not be able to create any value whatsoever out of data unless and until you have uh, this data culture uh, in whatever maturity level but at least there has to be this data culture slowly starting to creep inside the company so yeah i hope i answer your question uh, argument is that you will never be able to create any value of data without this data culture I couldn't agree more and I'm excited to deep dive more into that with you. So a lot of organizations are currently investing in becoming data driven and extracting value out of data. Uh, there's a range of activities to be done there from culture transformation programs, data infrastructure and technological abilities. Do you find that there is friction between focusing on an organization's technical readiness versus its culture? Um, if so, where do you think organizations should start? There are really four things, Adele. The first thing is the data culture the second thing is data solution the third thing is data enabler the fourth thing is data tools right so most of the time in an initiative such as data and analytics in an organization is started or kick started they try to address just as how or where exactly did it start for example if it started in the business side uh, which is always good given the other options you have one of the four things will get the importance if it is started on the business side data as a solution or data as an enabler uh, would basically start getting the importance while data as a tool or data as a culture remains a little bit adopted i would say in the same way if it is kick starting it you can imagine that the data as a tool and data as an enabler becomes important but the solution and the aspect of culture remains as an adopted so it depends on where it actually starts in my experience i would say starting all of these things parallelly is unfortunately the only way you can make a uh, progress the reason is you will have to sustain the investments that which you put and to sustain these investments you need an outcome that which basically balances all the investments that's the returns and it is also a way to see what is the uh, what is the real value of uh for the investment that which you make if you want to pivot or persevere on some initiatives uh, this this returns is super important that's your real feedback to make that happen you need some uh, data as a tool thinking you need data as a as an enabler thinking you also need a solution because you want to put that on the market and make money so the only way it can become a solution is when you have the culture to use data in the decision making so you see one way or the other unfortunately you don't have the luxury of starting it sequentially you don't even have the luxury of start pipelining it you have to do parallelly and that's where the complexity lies what are best practices that you found when combining these initiatives and specifically when it comes to building data culture transformation programs best practices uh, totally depends on the uh, on the organizational culture so that by in itself is the first best practice understand your ecosystem yeah understand your landscape understand your current organizational culture understand your current business experts because you need to look at it from the angle of what is the cue uh, or the trigger what is the reward for which there is a routine that which is in place because almost always there is a routine that which is in place you will have to understand these things so that's the first best practice understanding the status quo as far as i go as i would call it then you need to understand the destination rather clearly as well 
in the sense the destination is not something that which you would say as an ideal state far away in the future of course that would be very nice to have but as much as possible this particular destination should be characterized in a specific measurable achievable realistic and time bound way so once you have that that would be a point of arrival so from the point of destination to the point of arrival you will have to define uh, rather clearly uh, a kind of an approach to to reach there now here is where i would say you cannot have one road but you need to have those four roads data as a culture road data as a solution road data as a enabler road and data as a tool road and as these roads basically yield into either effectiveness or efficiency that needs to be tracked as well so which means connecting all of these things to the outcomes yeah so that would be the third or the fourth uh, best practice and fifth best practice in my opinion would be to have a real commitment principle with uh, the business so you need to start an initiative not from data side or data or data office side but it has to be an initiative of the business in which data is kind of plugging in the simple reason is because the priorities of the business remains even though you go with the priority of making it data driven so instead of adding another priority to the already existing list of priorities to the business uh, my best practice recommendation would be pick one of those initiatives or a group of initiatives of that which is listed already as a priority of the business and get their acceptance or commitment that uh, they will basically do it data drivenly uh, and this commitment extends to the outcome attribution the, uh, and this commitment also extends to operationalization aspects so voila these are the best practices that i could immediately uh, think of one thing you mentioned here is the need to work with business experts and leaders uh, because organizational priorities are essentially business priorities. Can you elaborate on the nature of getting acceptance when you work with business leaders and whether there is friction sometimes when gaining buy-in from organizational leaders on adopting new data science methodologies and how to best navigate instilling this mindset shift within the organization? Technically speaking there is no f- reason for a friction because you are basically trying to do the same business initiative of the business you are adding more resources to it rather than creating hurdles i think technically simply because uh, uh, there is of course the other side of it that there could be politics at play there could be other kind of challenges at play and even even rightfully so the business might be thinking of focus drift that which is affecting their ability to deliver the target because they don't really understand the data world of it uh, and they don't see it as resources but they see it as sort of hurdles so these things are always there and you could call those as friction but indeed this is where the data literacy part of it or data education comes into play uh, you will have to spend some energy in ensuring that they are able to see data as data as a resource rather than as a hurdle and to do that shift and like you correctly said it's a mindset shift that is the only way you will be able to achieve a frictionless discussion in any case there is going to be frictions one way or the other uh, which would be healthy ones because of identification of issues or roadblocks or gaps which has to be filled so that's why i would call it healthy but at least a good level of understanding will enable those so called uh, hard frictions to disappear 
Now, you mentioned as well here the importance of data literacy and data skills. Um, can you walk us through the link between data skills and data culture across the organization, whether it's for executives or individual contributors? How do you view that as an organizational priority? I'm going to take a reference to our data academy within Alliance Benelux. Uh, we call it Accelerate Data Academy. We divided the data skills into three levels, so to say. The first level of attainment is bronze. Uh, we call it data bronze. And everyone in the company, uh, irrespective of what they do, where they are, there is a certain level of literacy around data that they should have. And that's exactly what this particular level of uh, attainment delivers. So they, we call them as data citizens. I don't want to confuse the term of data citizens to some other definition. It's just that anyone who kickstarts and has the minimal knowledge that they should require to have about data in terms of uh, data ethics, data uh, privacy, giving importance to the data, the confidentiality nature of it, and including all the other techniques, the recent techniques that we just come in data, etc., the high-level understanding of those things, the analytics aspects of it, very high-level and in this, literally, whatever role that you are playing in the company, you are an underwriter, you are an actuarial person, you are a receptionist, you, you don't care. Uh, whatever is that role that they are doing, they should be aware of. That's the bronze level. We call them data citizens. The next level is, of course, silver. And uh, when you are in silver, you go a little bit more deeper. Then there are streams. Of course, if you are an executive, you are able to basically uh, understand the data value extraction process i would put it like that uh, you will you are also able to look at business initiatives where data can add value to i mean you are able to identify them if you are an executive the second stream of course is business uh, managers etc where they go a little bit more deeper in learning how to build business cases with where, where data adds value and then of course the third level is the technical people who are basically building the models using data, etc. So at this level, we call them data masters mm -hmm. uh, simply because they are able to really create value out of data. And in the third level, we, that's the level of gold. And this basically delivers a certain attainment at, at the level that you, you actually have a point of view or an opinion about what is going to be the future uh, given the current circumstances such as this, uh, in terms of data and analytics, or in terms of the initiatives, the business initiatives that which uh, is heavily data and analytics intensive. So this one is at the level where you're able to visualize what kind of an interruption will yield much better or improve or increase the outcome, and and also you 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 are able to voice your opinion with facts and uh, you're able to pitch and participate in strategic discussions of, uh, of the company. So we call them as data ambassadors. So in my opinion, direct answer would be it depends uh, of the organization that you're talking about and the business that they are doing, uh, but not to sound very generic about it, but in an attempt to give you an answer, I think the business should make a clear decision of how it would want to use data. Uh, do they really want to use it as a competitive advantage or do they really want to use it as a kind of defense mechanism in which uh, whatever is the decision that they make, then they can basically use the levels that I spoke about 
uh, accordingly and uh, that's the kind of strategic workforce planning that they will have to do this is very insightful especially when tying the business objectives with the learning objectives now you mentioned how data culture is intrinsic to the entirety of the business as such when it comes to creating a data culture and galvanizing it who do you think is responsible and accountable for this culture transformation program the board is accountable uh, for the culture of the organization more broadly and so they remain responsible and accountable for the data culture as well now more precisely it is the ceo because ceo is always the responsible person when it comes to culture the reason being if there is a strategy and that's something that which the ceo is responsible for culture is the vehicle that takes the strategy to its destination now you cannot only have something that which is packaged and ready to move which is the strategy but you should also build the vehicle that which is necessary for you to take it at the right time to the destination and hence the ceo remains super critical of course the ceo will have a cdo who will execute it and will help even to build this vehicle itself for the strategy to move to its destination uh, but i still think the role of a ceo uh, none other than but the ceo himself uh, is super critical in making data culture a reality in an organization Do you think that functional and business leaders should also be responsible for galvanizing a data culture and carrying over that message for the remainder of the organization? Absolutely. The CDO along with uh, the CEO will have to ensure that they are enabling the other CXOs and their uh, respective reportees to play a role of taking accountability of this culture. because you should see the cdo's role here is a catalyst or an enabler role but not really an action role the action is always with the other cxos who are running the business in fact but it is the job of the cdo to make all the things that make the ecosystem and the environment uh, suitable enough for them to be able to do that but the real responsibility and accountability lies with the other CXOs. cause the ceo mandates that as well uh, this is so that it should not be the case that we are building an ivory tower under the cdo and uh, that is not the way to go in my opinion at least it doesn't work so hence my way hence like you correctly said the the, the accountability uh, of ensuring that the data that the culture basically accommodates the data as well is something that which will become the accountability for the other uh, business leaders as well. That's great. And one thing that you spoke about uh, recently on a data camp webinar is operationalizing a data-driven framework for developing data culture or what you call the D3M framework. Do you mind speaking briefly about it and how you went about it? See, uh, it did not occur to us immediately that this is the way it should be done. It is over a period of time that we basically kept on fine tuning it to to the level that we are today and and i'm pretty proud to have achieved certain things with my team uh, and I'm, like i said i'm pretty proud of my team as well coming back to the discussion around data culture we wanted to understand uh, first of all what are all the cues and what are all the rewards that the current existing routines are helping our business to achieve and of course you can go about thinking like that uh, on a very generic terms 
across the whole alliance benelux but then we decided that's too much it's a ocean boiling story so let's go to just one area and start from there and we started with sales the question that we asked them was okay what are all the different decisions that which you make uh, and we listed them as per the business impact that they create and then we said for these decisions there is a reward and so we called this decisions as the cues and the reward we basically started to list and then we started to look at the routines were they data driven or not now if the routines were data driven good news but if the routines were not data driven that's where we started to uh, act upon so you see we started to make it hyper relevant right so for example we discussed about one specific cue called broker steering and we said that for broker steering to achieve the reward is basically nothing but more uh, lead generation uh, lead conversion so that's the reward the routine was more instinctual and routine was more comfort dependent and more in the heads of the sales people even though there was a data reports available but seldom did they use it so that gave us a good cue good starting position and from there on we started to look at uh, we did surveys we did interviews we learned and then we realized that okay if the, the data literacy improves and if data education is de- delivered then and the data quality also is improved the possibility of also changing the routine from whatever it is today to data driven decision making will see the broker steering go data driven way and of course the impact of it was there and we started to manage so you see we now are able to even calculate the lead generation as a percentage towards this interaction that we created through data culture so that's how we operationalized it now you can imagine that this can be scaled to other sides of the lines of business and other areas now this is a very intrusive and in a, uh, but then a very hyper relevant and quantifiable approach of uh, delivering data culture to an organization this is how we operationalized it That's awesome. And you mentioned the use of surveys and key areas to evaluate when looking to operationalizing data culture. Can you walk us through what are the main areas to test for when organizations should start evaluating and building out a data transformation program? Again, totally dependent on the organization itself. For us, what felt better were the areas around data. By data, I mean infra- uh, the data collection the the business processes that which basically bring in the data and the areas around the infrastructure where you store where you compute and we also took into account the accessibility the findability the trustability the understandability nature of these things uh, which means the documentation the governance mechanism the management aspects and more so also the routines of the of the cult, uh, the organization right i mean the the how are the decisions being made in my previous answer i was referring to it as the routines based on a queue and expecting a reward the routines which were followed through so these were different dimensions that which we chose to answer your question adil it's definitely something that which each and every organization is very different about and a generic approach cannot be definitely subscribed to it such a thing does not exist because what we are talking of is a real culture I really appreciate your input on the uniqueness of culture and how organizations are different. Uh, but before we wrap up, do you have any other call to action or best practice you'd like to share with other data leaders looking to build out a data culture program? The best practice that I 
saw really working is uh, work from the top. It is not going to help you to build data literacy and data education just like every other literacy and education action is performed throughout the whole employee base. But I think the best practice that which worked for me has the highest potential to work is to work from the top, which means from whichever is the topmost part of your organization. But at the same time, don't forget the middle. And also there has to be a clear, conscious differentiation of delivery and the content of what you do across the organization. So when you work from the top, do not work with the top alone. Bring the middle as well in the, in the same room while you work with the top. This is very critical for ensuring that there is a dialogue between the top and the middle. What do I mean by that is when I'm working with a CFO, I also bring all those who are reporting to the CFO in the same room and I'm working together as well. This is super critical because we are the enablers, so we should enable the dialogue. The dialogue of data-driven decision-making has to find its place and it will only start between these two because it has to happen there. So that would be my advice. Is one strong best practice would be to, yes, work from the top. Don't just think about the general big democratic uh, education that which goes to everyone. That has to be done anyways. But uh, focus on work from the top, work with the middle as well. But remember that the success lies when you bring the top and the middle together because there is a dialogue that really is super critical. This dialogue also feedbacks into how you set up the content and the delivery to the next level of education and also helps you to explain the vision that which the top and the middle have to the people who are working uh, pretty much in the lower layer as well. So that would be my best practice, Adam. Okay, that's awesome, Suleiman. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your insights. It's really appreciated. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. That's it for today's episode of Data Friend. Thanks for being with us. I really enjoyed Suleiman's insights on building data cultures and the unique nature of culture transformation programs. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate us on iTunes. Our next episode will be with Alyssa Visnich, CEO of YLabs on MLOps and why it's so important. I hope you'll find it useful and we hope to catch you next time on Data Framed. Data Framed.